Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Welcome to Focus Fox Valley. It is a new day. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. So glad that you have joined us here. Wherever you're at, whatever space you're in, we are just glad that you have taken time to listen to Focus Fox Valley. My name is Haley Tenpass. I am your host. I am so thrilled to be beginning another year, another year here with all of you Focus Fox Valley listeners. And uh, we've got a lot to catch up on. So let's get things rolling. One thing that hasn't changed, we still are continuing to so much appreciate the support of Sturdivant and Associates for their support of this first hour of Focus Fox Valley. You'll, of course, find them at 500 North Commercial Street in Nina and that old train station depot and Eric and Carl are ready to help you out when it comes to the world of Medicare and Medicaid. Their advice is free as always. We've got a busy show for today coming up the Thompson Center on Lords. Also some highlights of my my break the highs and some of the lows as well. And we'll also hear today from Volunteer Fox Cities with Brad Creighton. But We're going to start this day here today with a really incredible story. I'm so excited to introduce you to somebody who's had quite the journey uh, out of this world. You might categorize uh, this journey as well of former astronaut and United States Air Force pilot Terry Vertz, who will be with us here in Appleton on January 23rd of 2024 at the Fox Cities Performing Arts Center as part of their viewpoint speaker series and we we love technology and we figure things out and today we have joining us by speaker phone from my cell phone <laughs> terry Burt's joining us here today and terry my goodness uh, thank you so much for for calling in and for sharing a bit of your journey with all of us good morning to you Good morning. Thanks for having me on. And uh, sorry about the phone confusion. That was crazy, but we we figured out we got it to work. We're going to make it work. We roll with the punches here. And I I cannot wait to get to know you a little bit and to introduce you to our listeners as well. Your your, your journey truly is fascinating. And I like to kind of start at the beginning, if we could, Terry, because hearing my guests' origin stories, you know, what inspired their career? You know, was was there a moment growing up that led you to where you are today? I'd, I'd love to start there. So can you share, you know, what your journey looked like to becoming an astronaut? Uh, what's your origin story, Terry? Sure. Well, when I grew up, um, the first book that I can remember reading was about Apollo. And I, uh, so I just grew up wanting to be an astronaut. I thought, man, that would be cool to go to the moon. So I had posters of the space shuttle. I had an F-16 poster, the old red, white, and blue first version of the F-16. Um, I had galaxies and nebula. My parents had got me a telescope. So I just wanted to do that. That was like my childhood dream, but I didn't really know how to do this. And, uh, actually when I'm up there in a few weeks, I'm going to tell this story. (coughs) I, uh, my a family friend had told me when I was 13 years old, you got to read the right stuff. So I read this book called the right stuff. Um, amazing book. It's about the early Mercury astronauts and Chuck Yeager and kind of the, the early days of space exploration. And I was hooked and that, that gave me the path on how to become an astronaut. So those guys had been fighter pilots and test pilots. And I kind of decided, well, that's what I'm going to do. And so I went to the air force Academy and flew F-16s and eventually applied to test pilot school, got in and got, and then NASA had an astronaut class. I, I applied and got picked. So that was, uh, 
that was my path. I wasn't like born into a family of astronauts. I didn't, <laughs> you know, there was no uh, immediate obvious way for me to get in. I, I kind of had to find my way. I, I love that. And I'll say, Terry, you know, I, I'm a mom. I've got three little ones and I have a little boy who will sometimes look at me and say, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. And you you hear that. Right. And you think, OK, honey. But for your mother, <laughs> you know, that actually came true. <laughs> it did. My poor mom. And she, the, you know, that's stress. I have kids, too. And mm. to think of them flying fighter jets and, you know, it wasn't always safe what I was doing. But uh and my mom, you know, she didn't go to college and I, I was kind of the first one. So it was a new experience for everyone. But uh, I was really lucky. My parents really supported me. They, like I said, they didn't necessarily know <laughs> what I was going to do. And they probably thought I was crazy for wanting to do it. But they, you know, they got me a computer when I was a kid. And mm. it was the original TRS-80. And I had to teach myself how to program basic. They got wow. me a, they got me a, uh, a telescope and they didn't know anything about it. So I had to find out where the stars and the galaxies were and, you know, learn how to use telescopes. They got me a camera when I was a kid. And to this day, I'm actually, I'm, I'm directing and writing, working on TV projects. And it was that, you know, that camera that I got when I was a little kid that really got me excited about photography. So it was, they didn't do things for me, but they, like gave me opportunities that I'm very thankful for. Yeah, that's some great parenting right there. I'd, I'd love to fast forward a little bit, though, because, you know, ultimately you did spend 200 days in space. And, you know, I, I want to start me with some of the training that took place, because I, I think we hear some some wild things that happen with astronauts, you know, training in pools and, and you know, all that kind of thing. Um, anything right. that sticks out from your training to become an astronaut? What did that look like for you? You know, the the main thing that sticks out is the variety of the training. It's not the same thing every day, which is good for me. I'm, I'm, I think my ADD would not be able to sit and do like the same task all day long. That's just not my personality. So when you are learning how to be an astronaut or training for a mission, you have to do emergency training and you have to learn the technical things of how to run the space station, how to repair things. And you have to learn science and I'm not a scientist. And so there's all kinds of different science you do and you have to get in physical shape is not only to handle the weightlessness, but also the spacewalking and you have to do spacewalking. And probably the hardest thing I had to do was learning Russian language. So, mm. um, it's, it's a, it's a variety. You can't say astronaut training is like X, Y, or Z. Cause it's like X, Y, and Z. Wow, a lot of variety there, I would imagine. So yeah. let's 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 fast forward even further because you did eventually get to space. Uh, you spent twenty two hundred consecutive days in space. Is that correct, as commander of the International Space Station? Yeah, my first flight, I was a space shuttle pilot on Endeavor, and that was a two week mission. And then my second flight was it was supposed to be one hundred sixty nine days. Um, we ended up getting a bonus month. Uh, several rockets kept on blowing up, and they wow. they decided they didn't want to send our replacement crew until they figured out why the specific Russian Soyuz rocket had blown up. So, and they didn't want to bring us home until they, we had a replacement crew. So we got a bonus month in space, which it ended up being great. Although at the time it was a little, it was like COVID actually, I actually wrote a, I wrote a short book during COVID comparing what it was like being stuck in space to what it was like being stuck in quarantine. Um, Amazing. We're talking with yeah. Terry Burtz here today, who will be in Appleton January 23rd as part of the Viewpoint Speaker Series. And Terry, you might have to humor me for a moment because I've never spoken one-on-one -on -one with an astronaut. So I've got some some silly questions. Uh, and the first, I think, has to do with food, because obviously we've all got to eat up there uh, and we all have to eat down here as well. So, you know, what did meals look like for you and did you have a favorite? Um. Yeah, well, that's a really interesting topic. I'm actually working on a, a food in space project right now that hopefully will happen. I'll let you know. Oh, keep us um, posted, yeah. Yeah. So the, there's a couple of different kinds of food. Um, and the, the bottom line is it was pretty good. Like it's probably better than most of what I cook for myself here on Earth. <laughs> but it was not, you know, it's, it's not Earth food and it's not a nice restaurant. But it, it, the food is not too bad. So there's um, dehydrated food that is kind of hard and crunchy and you plug it into a machine, fill it up with water and 10 minutes later it turns into food. Mm. Um, there's, they call it irradiated food or, 
Um, it's similar to what the military calls MREs. So the military has these green bags of food. You can warm it up if you want. You don't have to. You rip it open and you got your food. Um, and then there's uh, like off the shelf food. We had these chocolate covered blueberries or beef jerky wow. or Reese's or what, you know, nuts. So basically packaged food you could get or like little bags of tuna fish. Um, you could go to the grocery store and buy it. Anything that would last for months in a package. Um, some of that gets sent up. And then we got some fresh fruit, not a lot. Um, the SpaceX cargo ship, when it showed up, they had put some uh, oranges in there, which was great. The problem was they packed it weeks ago because you have to pack the cargo ship well in advance of when you actually get it. So it, they were rotten and smushed and green, but they smelled really, really good. They smelled <laughs> like oranges. So we, everybody on the crew, we were passing these oranges around like, hey, smell this. And like everybody smelled them. We got our fix and then we wrapped them up in a Ziploc and threw them away. Wow. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were not edible, but it was still good to have the smell. I'm sure there are many smells in space. Uh, <laughs> and that was probably a highlight of smells. <laughs> it, it depends on your crewmate is my joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, I, for me personally, it was fine. Like I didn't. It just didn't smell like anything. It was a metal and plastic container that we lived in, and uh, there, there there wasn't really good or bad. It was just kind of this neutral smell. That was me. Hmm. I never noticed anything else. Listeners, if, if you have a t- question for Terry today, you are welcome to to call or text in as well. 920-281-1150 is that number. And Terry, uh, I, I know uh, you had a, an important job while you were in space as well. Can you talk with us a little bit about maybe what your day-to-day might have looked like and what your role was um, while, while in space? Sure. So going back to that... Um variety theme that's the the great thing about being in space is that every day is different so when i was on my shuttle flight those were we call them short duration missions that was a very intense every five minutes was blocked out yeah i only slept about six hours a night and the rest of the time i was running from or floating (laughs) from one thing to the next it was very very busy i was the robotics guy Uh, we installed the final modules on the space station. And then once we had them installed, there was a lot of maintenance. So I was basically just a mechanic on that flight and a shuttle pilot. And uh, then on my long duration mission, my 200 day flight, that was um, very uh, diverse every day. So some days you're doing maintenance, fixing equipment. Uh, A part of your day, you'll do some science experiments. We had 250 different science experiments. Hmm. Uh, Sometimes you're, packing or unpacking cargo ships with, you know, cargo coming up and trash going down. Um, Some days you're doing spacewalks, some days you're doing radio interviews uh, or TV interviews. So every day was, was different on the space station, which was a lot of fun. And every, every day you did do exercise. They give us two and a half hours a day for uh, weightlifting and cardio. Yeah, probably very important. And I was also going to ask if you could listen to radio while you were up in space. But if you were, you know, conducting interviews, I imagine that you might have been able to listen from time to time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I listen to? Um, Is this an NPR affiliate by any chance? We are not, but we we appreciate their work. That's for sure. Yeah. So at Car Talk. So Ah. the ground ground would send up uh, files. So I, I watch more TV than I ever watch on Earth because... For two and a half hours on the exercise machine, I would turn on TV shows. I watched The Americans. I watched uh, 24, that old. Yes. Uh, it was great. I'd never seen it before. So I watched a bunch of TV and movies. And my uh, we have a family support person, Beth Turner, the most wonderful person. She uh, had my Pandora password. So she would record like three-hour blocks of whatever stations I had on Pandora. So she would send out music to listen to. And they sent up radio. So car talk was one of the shows i don't know if you if you know those guys Mm -hmm. uh, they're just hilarious and so i would i listen to them every day while working out so we did get some entertainment especially while you're working out that's fascinating uh terry we had a text come in from scott one of our listeners who was wondering what is the weirdest or craziest thing you ever saw outside the space shuttle um when i was out on uh, I did three space on my first flight when I was a pilot on the shuttle. I 
they don't let pilots do spacewalks. They they don't want the pilot to float away. So ah. <laughs> we were not allowed. But on my second flight, I ended up doing three because uh, there's not really pilots anymore. Everybody's kind of the same, you know, the same job. So um, 99% of a spacewalk is work. You, there's just so much to do. You're on the clock. You don't want to dilly-dally. It's dangerous outside. So you're just moving. And I had this one moment where the guy I was outside with was busy for a few seconds. So I just stopped and kind of turned around and I could see like the most spectacular sunrise. If I felt like I was seeing creation from God's point of view, like this is mm-hmm. something that humans, humans are not supposed to see this. And, you know, I could, like I was out there hearing from God. And then if, after a few seconds, I had to turn around and get back to work to install the next cable. So <laughs> it didn't last long, but it was pretty It was pretty cool. Sounds magical, Terry. It truly does. Now, uh, of course, what we are hearing from Terry is something that you can be in the audience for, again, coming up on January 23rd. Uh, Terry, we're so excited to have you here in Appleton, and you will be sharing your experience of you know, time and space, of course. And you also wrote a book called How to Astronaut that you're going to talk about as well. Well, what can the audience uh, anticipate or, or tell us about what you're excited to speak about when you come to Appleton on January 23rd? Well, um, well, first of all, I'm excited to come up there. I want to see some snow and some cold weather. I live down here in Houston, so yeah. Yeah, I'm actually glad to be coming up in January. Um, the talk, you know, the How to Astronaut talk that I do is is a lot about my mission, you know, what it's like to be in space, what daily life is like. A lot of my photographs, um, I, I took a lot of photos. I worked on an IMAX movie about space. So um, that's always a huge hit. Audiences love the, yeah. the beautiful photos. And then I have a few kind of profound lessons learned about life on Earth, some things that I, w- I didn't expect that I looked back on the planet and saw. So um, it's kind of a mix, mostly fun you know, life in space and some of the funny aspects of that, some of the beautiful things that you see and some of the profound things that you can see about our life down here on Earth. Fascinating. And and what do you enjoy about this kind of next chapter of your career? What is fun to you about sharing your experiences and having some, you know, one-on-one time with audiences all across America and across the globe as well? Yeah, I've had the privilege. I've I've basically seen the whole country over the last few years doing talks like this. And actually, I've been to all seven continents um, in, in the last few years since I left NASA. So it, it's fun. People are the same everywhere. I, I did a bunch of talks in China, and the little kids would come up in their little orange astronaut suits. Of course, they had a Chinese flag on them, not an American flag. But, uh, you know, the fascination with space is universal. It's a human mm-hmm. thing. And pe- people, it's just a really amazing experience to live in space. And most people don't get that experience. Um, so it's fun for me to share it. I, when I was in space, I, like I said, I worked on that IMAX movie, a beautiful planet. Since I've been back, I've written a few books, view from above and how to astronaut. Um, my kid's book just came out a few months ago. It's an illustrated book for kind of elementary, middle school readers. Um, the astronaut's guide to living the planet. So I love sharing the story with people. It's something that, is positive. There's lots of negative about out there. There's a lot of things to be worried about. Space exploration is fun. So I think people mm-hmm. enjoy that. Well, T- Terry, I can genuinely say you are the most well-traveled person I have ever spoken with. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of miles. Millions, yeah. literally. Uh, it's yeah. been it's been just a blast talking with you. And I, I know our, our audience is in for such a treat when you come to Appleton again on, on January 23rd. But you're, you're a fun uh, person to, to get to know as well. And I'm imagining you might have some information out there if people want to follow you on, on maybe social media or, or get a copy of your book or maybe your children's book. Is there a place where people can go to learn more about you and to connect with your work? Yeah, absolutely. My website is terryverts.com, T-E-R-Y-V-I-R-T-S. Uh, on social media, I'm Astro Terry. And like I said, the kid's book is great. It's kind of not too late for Christmas now, but The Astronaut's Guide to Leaving the Planet. I was super excited about that book because that's what motivated me to be an astronaut was reading a book when I was little and how to astronaut is a fun that's my favorite book it's it's a collection of 51 short essays some are funny some are unexpected just about different aspects of space travel so it's a good uh put it by your nightstand or read it by the pool kind of book 
Well, Terry, I, I can't thank you enough for spending a few minutes with us here and uh, a lot of us very eager to hear you speak even further again on January 23rd at the Fox City's Performing Arts Center. So thank you for your time, Terry, and all the best to you as uh, you travel to Wisconsin here in just a few weeks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'll see you in a few weeks. All right. Thank you, Terry. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Terry Burtz, once again, uh, a speaker, astronaut, former uh, International Space Station commander, space shuttle pilot, test fighter pilot, my goodness, and coming to the Fox City's Performing Arts Center once again on January 23rd. If you want details on how to get yourself some tickets, visit foxcitiespac.com. You can search How to Astronaut with Terry Burtz, and it's going to be an amazing Amazing, amazing time spent with Terry learning more about his in- fascinating career and 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 uh, time here on Earth as well. So be sure to visit foxcitiespac.com for more details. We're going to take a very short break here. When we come back, the Thompson Center on Lords will join us. In the meantime, how about a look into the Midwest Garden with Rob Zimmer. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. I am still grinning because we just spoke with an astronaut, everybody. How cool was hearing Terry Burt's story? Again, uh, visit thefoxcitiespac.com if you are looking for details on the show. You also can text astronaut to 920-281-1150, and I can send you a link to details on the show coming up at the PAC. Also, text if you've got a question for our next guest. That would happen to be the wonderful Thompson Center on Lords and Duana Kath joining us here today, their executive director, kicking off the new year, my first in-person guest. Hi, Duana. Well, hello, Haley. I feel pretty special. I have never followed an astronaut before. I've never Who spoken with one that? before. <laughs> I, and I, I said he's he's absolutely the most well-traveled person I've ever spoken with. So I loved your questions. Oh. I, I would definitely want to ask him about the food. The food, right? And the smells I, and the movement. I also was curious about the bathroom situation and garbage, but also it's around lunchtime, so we'll we'll leave oh, it there. Yeah, but, I was. I'm curious about the garbage situation for sure. Thinking about that, and this may be the weirdest thing to say, but. I always, like, my hair falls out. I can just imagine my hair floating around in space. I've so. seen I've seen videos of women washing their hair in space, too. And just, you know, you can't use dry shampoo, probably. I was going to say that's what I was thinking dry shampoo was for. But, yeah, you're yeah. probably right. That would float around. Anyways. So. Those questions probably can be asked <laughs> when, when Terry uh, comes to the PAC on January probably. 23rd. I don't have any out-of-this-world type of answers, but... Uh, I can talk a little bit about the Thompson Center. We, a little bit, listen to me. <laughs> well, tell us. Starting small. Well, it's the new year, obviously. It is 2024. The new year. Are you open oh, and running gosh. and ready to roll here in the new year? We are. You would be so amazed. We've seen so many new uh, faces just this week. So we were back on Tuesday after a little break called the new year and um, we saw some brand new people coming through wanting tours again today as I'm leaving a tour is happening so yeah we're up and running Monday through Friday nine to four programming so lots happening we ended the year so wonderfully can I tell you yeah how's we, that we had over 1200 new participants walk through our doors this year that is an increase of 74% over the previous year. Yes, that is crazy. We keep seeing new faces and we're so happy for that. We've had to um, add additional programming because of that. When I say add additional program, I mean, like our chair yoga, we had to add additional days for chair yoga to accommodate the number of participants that want to be there. For our Tai Chi and strong bodies, we've had to add additional days. We brought in this year, we brought in a um, additional one-on-one instructors 
So our technology basics has been so popular that people have additional questions on their computers and laptops and maybe they got something for Christmas or or Hanukkah, right? Yes. So we have added additional program this year. It's just been a great year. Our um, programs increased by over 53% from the previous year. So some of those new programs that we added in are our blood pressure screenings, our memory screenings, the movies. We do two movies a month. We have our TCOL with a twist. I know I've mentioned that before. That's our fun kind of after hours program where if you want to go to see a show, go to the PAC. If you want to go see the astronaut, but you don't want to go by yourself, you can come and connect with other participants and there's a Facebook group and we actually have a meeting coming up so I'll be talking about all of those things and the programming. We this year exceeded our matching grant. Another great thing. So that was the Otto Bremer Trust for 25000 We exceeded that grant. So 2023 was a great year and now we're just looking forward to 2024 and all that it brings us or has to bring us. That's so exciting and I think maybe a great place to start before we start diving into all the programming happening in in January specifically is maybe if you are new this year. Maybe someone told you about the Thompson Center over the holiday break. Maybe you're hearing about it for the first time right now on Focus Fox Valley. You mentioned tours. That's a great place to start. It's something that I've actually had the pleasure of, of experiencing at the Thompson Center and getting a, a walkthrough of all the programs, what the space looks like, etc. How does someone set something like that up, Joanna? How do they connect to just maybe get, get to know the Thompson Center before maybe starting some programming? You just walk in the door. You come upstairs, you walk in the door, or you take the elevator up, and someone right there at the front desk will greet you. And if they're not available to give you a tour, we have volunteers to do that or staff. And we'll just walk you through the building, show you the room set up, show you where the different programming happens, um, introduce you to our library, some of the participants, and just give you a feel of what the Thompson Center has to offer for all of our participants. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. If you want to schedule something, you can certainly call us at 920-939-3088. But we're always available for a tour. So just walk in anytime between 9 and 4. Fantastic. Let's dive into programming, shall we? Well, sure. I would love to dive into programming. Lots of new things, I'm sure, in the new year, but some some, uh, heavy favorites, too, that are sticking around and are continuing or maybe finding new time slots because of the interest. How did you know? (laughs) I think that's amazing that it's like you read my mind. So yes, some things have changed, some things have shifted and moved. But um, one of the popular programs that we started in December was Pool School, an introduction to billiards. That was very well received. So that will continue on Mondays in January as well. So you can still sign up for that. That's Mondays at 9 a.m. Like I said, Tai Chi returns on Wednesday, January 17th. Our Strong Bodies program returns, um, so popular that we added a second class. Mm. So uh, we used to have, well, I shouldn't say used to, we have a Tuesday, Thursday, and now we also have a Monday, Wednesday. So be sure to um, contact our office to get signed up for those. The TCOL with a twist that I mentioned, where you can meet new friends and make new connections, there is a free informative session. That's on Wednesday, the 24th. Bring a lunch and learn of the upcoming opportunities to connect with others outside of our normal hours. Um, Technology basics in the afternoon on this coming Monday, the 8th, they're going to talk about YouTube 101. So Mm. if you had interest in learning more about YouTube and watching videos, um, I know recently we put up a Christmas village at our Thompson Center facility that a participant had donated. I think I mentioned this last month when I was here, but if not, she um, donated 70 pieces. And one of our participants that volunteered to set that up, she watched a YouTube video to learn how to set up a large village. I don't think that way, but so many people do. They think of just looking it up. It's out there. It's available. It's a great way to find new things. I agree with that. And I'll also say as as a parent, you know, or or grandparents listening, YouTube can be a great tool when those grandkids come to visit. Uh, educational opportunities are, are on YouTube or 
exercise videos specifically oh. for kids, which are nice during those colder winter months. So it's which I hear is around the corner. Yes. <laughs> It's kind of strange it's start to winter. January, yeah. but I hear it's around the corner. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, we're going to talk further. We do need to take a little break, but sure. Duana's going to stick around and we are, are going to talk further about what's happening in January. Lots more to talk about. So do not go away. This is Focus Fox Valley. My guest right now is the Thompson Center on Lords. Back in a bit. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley on WHBY. We are checking in with the Thompson Center on Lords here today. It's a new year and a new fresh month of lots of fun programming. Duana Kath joins us here today, their executive director. All right, what's going on? Maybe this week, what can people check out and visit and do this week if you have it in front of you? Otherwise, whatever you are, we're planning to talk about <laughs> works fine too, Duana. <laughs> well, I can tell you this week on Friday is In Harmony, which is presented by the Fox Valley Symphony. So they're going to come in and they'll play their instruments and it's an interactive for our, our type of feeling an event where you get to watch the instruments and move to the music and the theme is Americana. So that's this Friday. It's a free program option um, and it's from 1.15 to 2.15. I know that's kind of an odd time. I think it's just between programming, one program ending another one because remember I said we're really busy. We have 1,200 new participants so shifting between programs, moving out and moving in. So 1.15 to 2.15 you can come and hear the symphony. Um, expressive therapy enjoy the music move to the music and that's what's happening this friday oh, music music is so powerful it is you it just can close change your yeah. mood it yeah. really can take you to a totally different place that's wow. what i love about music there are certain songs that i can hear on the radio and i i'm back there 15 years old working at baskin robbins isn't that weird oh what was your favorite flavor I have to ask. Oh. Sorry, putting you on the spot, but that's a great first job to have. Or, you know. It was a yeah. great job. There were two. Bubble gum, because I love the little pieces of gum in my ice cream. I don't know why. And then peanut butter swirl, that big swirl of peanut butter in that chocolate. Amazing. Two favorite flavors. <laughs> so peanut right. butter and chocolate go together. I love that. A small sidetrack here. Yes, I'm uh, sorry. That was my let's... first job. This is my current job. Thompson, Sarah, and Lords. We'll I'm get sure back the two to combine from time to time as well. Okay. What other programming is going on this well, month? Sure. On Monday, we have our popular Civic League event. So uh, luncheon and entertainment. That's in the Fellowship Hall. Um, that's a fun, free event. You can... Um, Go downstairs, listen to some great entertainment, and that is, gosh, I want to say that's at noon. I didn't even look that one up, but it's the theme is Let It Snow. So I want to make sure that people are aware of that. Well, maybe it can help out our weather forecast with that theme here. We, we really haven't had much yet. We? <laughs> we have not. Not yet. But maybe there'll be some snowmen on the table. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. Um, Tuesday, we have with Dimension... Um, Dimensions Living, they're coming and they're doing a theme called Six Dimensions for a Healthier Life. It's like I swallowed some marbles or something. And it's all about living your best life. So how the dimensions affect your lifestyle and your overall health. That's a free workshop. And again, that's Tuesday. That starts January 9th. And that's from 1030 to 1130. Coming up, we have the popular Book Buddies back where the students yes. from Johnston Elementary are coming back to the Thompson Center. And we're excited about that because you get to sit with the little students and read books and do crafts. And it's just a lot of fun. So that's coming back on January 18th. Another great program, um, which is being offered by Network Health, is our Brain Health Workshop. So that's Wednesday, January 17th. That's another free program, and that runs 1.30 to 2.30. And it's an educational workshop about cognitive decline and how that's considered part of aging and how research reveals there are ways to slow down that process. We also have 
Medicare 101 coming up. That's January 23rd. And you had mentioned time change. I want to mention our genea- our popular genealogy class. Mm. Um, that's with the Appleton Public Library. We partner with many wonderful organizations. But this one is starting Tuesday, January 23rd, new time, 1 to 2.30. It's a free program. Uh, the topic is getting started. So if you've wanted to research your heritage, your family's history, this would be a great program for you. And now there's a Zoom option available. So we're excited about that. You can go in, register, and go to every single class. And it doesn't matter if there's snow on the ground mm. or ice in your driveway like there was this morning for me. It took me a little while to scrape Same. off my car. Same. But you can go and still attend and do it through Zoom. Fantastic. My goodness. So many different options. We've heard some some new things happening. Um, some returning favorites, though, as well, for those who just love to frequent the Thompson Center. And my goodness, when you, again, think of those numbers that you mentioned uh, earlier from last year, a 70 plus percent increase. 70 plus percent. That's just incredible, Duana. Just incredible. And Clearly, so, some good things are happening. Good things. And I'm so happy to announce that we have the ping pong for Parkinson's starting January 9th. We're so excited about that. Um, I almost Almost forgot to mention that, and that's been one that we've been, my wonderful programming manager has been working on. So I just want to mention one more time that we have this great program starting, and that's free January 9th. So call um, 920-939-3088 to get registered for that, or visit us at I can't even remember my address. The TCOL.org. I've got you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, Devana, we're out of time. I'm so glad you could stop in, though, today and share the wonderful programming. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. All right. The TCOL.org for more details there. We'll take a short break. Sturdivantin Associates is going to join us in just a moment. everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to Focus Fox Valley. I'm Haley Tenpass, joining you for the first time in 2024 from the Myron Construction Studios of WHBY. Feels nice to be back with all of you here in studio and also glad to see a full calendar as I look ahead in the next month of wonderful guests returning to the show, some new guests coming to the show. It's it's going to be a great month. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy for the start to the new year and another year here with Focus Fox Valley. So I hope uh, your new year was, um, you know, the best you had available to you. And I'll, I'll share a little bit more about our family's kind of uh, uh, vacation highs and lows here as uh, we have an open show until the bottom of the hour, something that is a little bit rare on on Focus Fox Valley, but it's fun at times. So I'll put a poll out there. You can text in or call in if you'd like, but it's sometimes a debate in our house. It's when do you take down the holiday decorations? When do you take down that Christmas tree? I am curious what uh, what it's like for your family. 920-281-1150 is, is the number to text in or call in here today. For me, it's I, I could I could have it taken down December twenty sixth. <laughs> as much as I love putting up those decorations, I, I I get this really big urge to, you know, clean slates. Let's start fresh in the new year. I'm curious if anyone else agrees with that, or maybe you keep your Christmas tree up for those twelve days of Christmas, which means it's probably still up. <laughs> so let me know nine two zero two eight one eleven fifty is is the number if you'd like to text in and let me know what you do in your household. Christmas was lovely, though, for our family. And I think for the first time in quite some time, maybe since I actually had a school winter break, I took the full week in between Christmas and New Year's 
off. I ended up having um, the vacation available. Nancy Mickey, the incredible Nancy Mickey, was willing to, to fill in for me with Zach as well, helping to produce. And uh, it was kind of all green flags, all systems go to enjoy the the full week between Christmas and New Year's, uh, just with our family. I, I saw some jokes about it being called the lost week or, or dead week because you're not quite sure which day it is. And, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> habits of hygiene might not be top priority. You're, you're eating Christmas leftovers or holiday food leftovers. And you're just kind of, you know, really relaxing. And uh, I, I did... I did relate to that feeling a little bit at, at times going, man, what day is it? Uh, but certainly extra time with family uh, was was the highlight of me taking that that week off in between. It was sure nice to to spend some extra time with our, our little ones. And Christmas morning was was magic. Let me just tell you, it was just magic with those kids. You know, my six-year-old, my three-year-old, my nine-month-old who officially started crawling on Christmas Eve. You know, it was so fun to see their faces. Christmas morning. My daughter got her Barbie dream house that she had asked Santa for, and my son wanted tiger sharks, and he got his tiger sharks. So seeing those smiles, those faces lighting up, and then uh, the immediate urge to rip open everything and get the batteries in place and play. It's fun to see kids just playing, right, with toys. And uh, that was certainly the Christmas magic that uh, we experienced in our house. So I hope you had a wonderful holiday as well. And, you know, I think uh, I like to be real with my listeners and because I consider all of you friends. And, you know, Christmas, I think, was absolutely the high of our holiday break. But um, we did turn a corner a little bit and and we had some lows in, in recent days. And, and to be quite honest, you know, it hasn't quite been the happiest start to the new year uh, as you know I've got three little kids and um, and germs are a plenty but we had some pretty serious germs hit our household uh, late this past week and it's the reason why I wasn't here with you all yesterday believe it or not my little one, my youngest, my nine-month-old, actually um, came down with with RSV, which we we've talked about actually on this show with uh, physicians from ThetaCare um, during our Focus on Health segment, for example. And we've spoken about the seriousness, you know, RSV, kind of a common respiratory virus, and it usually just causes some mild cold-like symptoms for for those who are infected by it, but for you know, some people and especially little ones, it can be quite serious. And and for our family, our, for our little nine-month-old, it unfortunately did turn a bit serious this past weekend. Um, our, our, our little nine-month-old Peyton, she ended up needing some extra support. And so um, we made that scary drive to the ER where she was admitted earlier uh, this weekend. And uh, I will say it was... Um, the scariest moment for a parent. You, you never want to see your little one struggling. And uh, we had to make that call and, and take her in. And um, on the flip side, it was just a relief knowing that she was in such great hands, I will say, uh, with our local health care providers. They took such amazing care of her. And and she is is doing great. She is she is doing really great now. We are obviously, uh, she's she's not in the hospital anymore. Um, we had a two-night stay in the hospital. She had to meet some criteria before being able to head home, but we were able to head home very early yesterday morning, and um, it, that was an answered prayer and a huge relief for, for our family that, that she was able to come home. So we've continued to see her doing well at home, and we're hopeful that... Um, She'll make a, a full recovery soon. I, I've been saying, you know, she's not 100%, of course, but uh, she certainly doesn't need the support of the ho- the hospital anymore, which um, is is just a, a, a answered prayer and, and a big relief um, for, for our family. So that's why I was not here yesterday, because I'm sure all of you understand I, I needed to be mom and be home. But uh, she's doing great today. She's back to her silly self. She's she's crawling around and, and getting into everything. And uh, we're grateful, again, for um, 
you know, our, our local healthcare providers who did such a great job making sure she was taken care of and um, just very blessed that she's doing better today. So thought I'd, I'd, I'd be a little bit real with you listeners because, you know, you know, sometimes life isn't all sparkles and rainbows and there's certainly some cloudy moments in there. So that's where kind of my heart has been uh, the past couple of days and the past week, to be quite honest. And we're hopeful for a healthier year ahead. And we're certainly happy and, and hopeful that she is home uh, with all of us. So uh, wishing the best to you and the he- and healthy start to the year for all of you uh, as well, all of you listeners. Let's take a little short break. We're going to recollect when we come back. I've got some recipes to talk with you about because I went out of my comfort zone and made something kind of fun uh, for for uh, our family earlier in the week. And that would be some fondue, which is a really fun way to approach dinner time. I'll tell you that. So I've got a delicious beer cheese fondue recipe to share, as well as my never fail chocolate ganache recipe as well. So do not go away. And I want to also share, we've got a listener who chimed in saying, uh, My mother taught me that the tree has to come down while the Rose Bowl Parade is on TV. I love that tradition. Never heard that before. I love that, though. Thank you for sharing. 920-281-1150 is the number if you'd like to tell me when you take down your holiday decorations. We'll be back, though, with more Focus Fox Valley in just a bit. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. I will tell you one of the biggest tricky spots in life right now is mealtime for our family. It's really hard to please everybody. We got picky eaters in our house, you know, and and it's just really hard to find one meal that the whole family can enjoy. So if I'm able to do some type of charcuterie situation. I know it's not, you know, probably a, you know, a hearty meal. However, it it helps, right? It helps. It helps. And uh, it's something that everyone can usually find something to enjoy on the plate. So that's kind of my approach for a recipe I wanted to share because uh, we decided to do kind of a fondue night at our house. And it kind of incorporated some of that charcuterie because everyone could pick what they wanted to dip or or no dip if they wanted no dip, which I, I will tell you right now, honestly, my kids wanted no dip. So, <laughs> and that's all right because this did happen to be a beer cheese. So maybe it's best that the kids didn't have this one. However, it was delicious. It reminded me a lot of the beer cheese sauce that they create at the melting pot if you've ever been to, to that restaurant. And it was so simple. It came together really nicely on on my stovetop. So you don't even need a fancy fondue pot. I then eventually transferred this to the crock pot to keep it nice and warm and dippable. So if you have a a saucepan or a crock pot on hand, this works just great. And it was fun. It was really fun to have uh, this this fondue recipe and then to dip in some of the toppings that I'll, I'll share in just a bit. So here's what you're going to need. And I will also mention that I found this recipe on a website called Quirky Inspired. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's fun. It, it says, forget normal, be quirky. We all can be a little quirky from time to time, right? So here's what you'll need. You'll need one cup of Swiss cheese. You'll need one cup of cheddar cheese. You'll also need a tablespoon of flour, but you're also able to use gluten-free flour if you have someone in your family that is gluten-free or celiac. You'll want a teaspoon of dry mustard. You'll also want a teaspoon of garlic powder. Fresh cracked pepper to taste really kicks this up a notch. And then, of course, you'll need a half cup to a third, fourth, uh, three fourths of a cup of beer. And of course, this doesn't have to be um, alcoholic beer. You could use NA beer if that's what you choose to use in your home. Um, whatever you have on hand works. We happened to have, I believe, like a Coors Light or something that we used for this recipe. 
So what you'll do is you'll, if you're using uh, like a block of cheese, you'll you'll grate up your cheddar and your Swiss cheese in a, in a medium bowl. I will say I cheated. I, I got the pre-shredded kind. It's all about, you know, saving time in the season of life. So I did use, um, you know, the pre-shredded cheeses. You add your tablespoon of flour to the bowl with that cheese, and then you'll kind of toss and coat that cheese in that flour. Then you'll get out your 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 saucepan on, on low. You don't want you know a very hot setting, but you'll add to that. Uh, you'll add uh, your 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 beer to the pot, and then your spices, your your dry mustard, your garlic powder, the pepper, and then once it's starting to get warm, you'll start to slowly add that cheese a little bit at a time consistently stirring with a fork or a uh, or a whisk whatever you have until it's melted and really runny and smooth it should not be clumpy you know just keep keep stirring keep stirring and um, if it's a little clumpy maybe add a little bit more beer uh, just till you receive that like velvet consistency of, of the fondue cheese and that's it at that point I transferred it to a little crock pot that I had waiting on warm so that the cheese would stay nice and warm and and dippable. And here's what we served with it. My kids love apples, so we had some really delicious green apple slices. We also had some French bread or Italian bread, whatever you have on hand works. We also had pretzels that we dipped in this, and that was about it. Uh, we could you could do so many other things though. You could do car- we had carrots as well. I, I forgot we had carrots. You could do peppers, whatever you have on hand. But it was so delicious. It was really easy, and it was a fun kind of you know everyone picks what they want and chooses what they want to enjoy. All right. So that's my beer cheese fondue recipe. If you'd like the recipe, you can text fondue to 920-281-1150. In the meantime, Mary chiming in on our Christmas decoration uh, discussion saying, I thoroughly enjoy decorating for the holidays and make sure the entire house and outdoors feel cozy during winter months. I decorate for winter and sprinkle in some Christmas touches that can be easily removed come January. The multiple trees, however, do come down near the second weekend of January. Uh, Thank you for sharing that, Mary. I'm sure your house looks so cozy and so festive. And that's a really smart tip to maybe decorate more for winter and add some Christmas things here and there versus maybe decorating for Christmas and then sprinkling in some winter things here and there. How fun. Thanks for sharing that, Mary. 920-281-1150 if you'd like to chime in here as well. One more recipe I will very quickly share because it is a very quick recipe. It's my never fail chocolate ganache. And it's a recipe that my mother taught me growing up that sounds really, really fancy, but it's not. It takes two ingredients and it's so simple. And I don't even have measurements for this, my friends, because it's an eyeball it type of recipe. So here's what you'll need. Chocolate chips, and I prefer semi-sweet. And you'll also need some heavy whipping cream. So what you'll do is I like to use a glass container that is microwave safe, okay? So you'll fill that glass container, usually a small circular one, maybe about a cup of chocolate chips, but measure with your heart, my friends. Uh, You can fill that with as many as you want, as big as that container or that vessel is, depending on how many people are eating. Um, Measure with your heart here. But what you will need is enough heavy cream to pour over that Enough until it's coating those chocolate chips. They're they're doused in the heavy cream, but you can still see some of the chips kind of peeking through just a bit. And what you'll do then is simply microwave that at 30 second intervals until you're able to whisk it together. And it's going to come together kind of strange. You're going to think it's not going to come together. And then all of a sudden that velvety chocolate sort of just appears. And it's as simple as that. Chocolate chips heavy whipping cream, and you have the most, um, oh my goodness, the most wonderful chocolate ganache. And you can play with it. You could add some cinnamon. You could add some vanilla if you wanted to. But I find that just those simple chocolate chips and heavy whipping cream do great. And we love to serve our chocolate ganache on a fondue situation with strawberries or raspberries. And my secret trick is one of the frozen Sara Lee pound cakes from the freezer section of your grocery store. Dip it with that and you've got yourself a really stunning 
really stunning uh, chocolate fondue ganache situation. So enjoy, enjoy, and uh, maybe something to try for your family in, in the new year. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, it's our first alert forecast. We'll let Lori get the final vote here on this on this Christmas decorations debate. Lori's saying Christmas decorations come down at their house no earlier than Epiphany, January 6th, the real 12 days of Christmas. I've heard of that tradition a lot when debating this with friends, Lori. So thank you for for chiming in uh, with what your family chooses to do. Love the conversation here. Thanks, friends, for joining me in this open segment. And we're going to take a break when we come back. Your first alert forecast. Also, Volunteer Fox City's Brad Creighton will be here as we hopefully uh, talk further about giving back in the new year. So that's all to come. You're listening to Focus Fox Valley. will be a fun conversation with Volunteer Fox Cities. Brad and I had to soak in the song. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's a, such a my good tune. Music. Such a good tune. A good you can't help but dance to it a little bit. Yeah. I think of also, it shows my age, but I think of uh, 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 Parent Trap. The oh, Lindsay Lohan yes. movie the, yep. with mm-hmm. this song. So, yes, it's it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in who one. knows how yeah, long. It's a good one. That is a good movie. Yeah. Well, you know what also is good? Volunteering. And it's 2024, Brad. It uh, is. Uh, the best new year to you possible, available to you, is what I've been trying to say. Yeah. It's, it's been a rock year start for our family in 2024. However, volunteering is a great thing to maybe consider. I think, first of all, New Year's resolutions, of course, always come up, whether you believe in them or not. They do exist. And many people hopefully or maybe consider volunteering or giving back as part of a new goal for a new year. And I'm sure you might see those trends a little bit over at Volunteer Fox Cities. Yeah, I love that. I love what you said there, Haley. Um, There is always a lot of talk about resolutions and, oh, they fail so quickly and all that stuff. But um, I love how you phrased it as goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and maybe instead of setting resolutions, we set set goals for ourselves. And and volunteering does and can and should fit right into that. Um, And you're right, January is by far one of the biggest months for people looking for new volunteering opportunities, Uh, whether that's uh, folks who are currently volunteering looking for a switch or folks who want to get into uh, giving back in some way, shape or form. Um, You know, we always talk in our conversations about how uh, the opportunities we talk about can be found on our website. Well, when we go and look at um, our analytics, uh, January is just off the charts in terms of um, people looking for for good things to do and give back. So um, the volunteering community is active. And hopefully uh, those of you who are listening first, Happy New Year. And and hopefully we can find something for you to give back to as well. Well, even if you're just maybe trying to set your calendar for the year, I can imagine that's another reason why people are checking your website this time of year saying, okay, what's out there? And what can I fill in for these, these weeks and months ahead? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've really seen um, a trend that a lot of the, especially newer volunteer opportunities that are coming out are are flexible with scheduling. Um, You know, our nonprofits are very much aware that we all are busy and there's a lot going on with uh, jobs and activities and kids and kids activities and everything. And and they want to be conscious of that uh, and still uh, offer the opportunity for you to give back. And I think that's a reflection of 2024. I I almost said 2023, but (laughs) I think that's a reflection of our current time because if you can't be flexible with, with folks out there, you might lose people interested in in giving back. We, Mm -hmm. we all are kind of on the hunt for that work and life balance and ways to to kind of figure out all of it without burning out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think one of the the things that 
at least, you know, for me, before I kind of got into the the volunteering world, um, I always looked at it as, oh, it was just another thing to do. Mm. Um, and if I had a busy schedule, I was like, well, I can't cram it in or it's not worth it to cram it in. Um, but, you know, you mentioned that, that some folks might feel burned out or they don't want to, so they're looking at their schedule. You know, volunteering actually can kind of step in and, and fix some of that burnout. Um, you know, if you're feeling burned out because of work responsibilities, this is something different. Um, so yes, you are still working per se in what you're doing to volunteer. Um, but it's very different from what you might be doing in your everyday life or, or maybe it's home responsibilities or school responsibilities. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, sometimes just that change of pace um, can can make the biggest difference. And, and, you know, we have a statistic that we like to quote that um, 96% of people who volunteer say that it uh, enriches their sense of purpose in life. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it is something else that, that you do have to add to a calendar, but it's something else that when you do it, man, you just feel so much better about yourself and, and what you're doing in your community as well. It's one of those fill your cup moments if you're looking for a way to to boost your mood or even to just give a little perspective to other people's situations scenarios or life experiences volunteering can provide that for you yeah on top of that you get to to meet new people um build a build a whole new uh, social network if if that's something you might be looking for um you you feel healthier while you're doing it um, that's statistically and scientifically proven. Um, you mentioned that it improves your mood, absolutely. And if it's someone, if you're someone who is still uh, working, it's something that employers look for. You know, being good citizens and giving back to the community. Or if you're um, still in in high school, maybe you know it's great for um, college. Uh, applications if you're looking to to do that or if you're heading into the working world or something else after high school, uh, man, it's a great way to build your marketability as well. Excellent. Even You even could inquire with your employer to see if vacation uh, or vacation hours might translate to volunteer hours. Yes. You never know if there's mm-hmm. a program with VTO or something like that. So all things to consider. Let's maybe see what's out there. What types of volunteering are we looking at in 2024? Sure. Well, we always, uh, I I have to start out with the conversation we seem to have every January and uh, January is mentoring month. Mm. So, um, we, we hear all the time from the nonprofits who, who use and and work with mentors that there just is a gap right now. Um, and understandably, this is one that does involve a little bit more of a time commitment. Um, but more a, a social investment in the person that you're mentoring. Um, but it is such a valuable uh, thing that you can do to, to mentor someone else, especially a, a child in our community. So um, if that's something you've been thinking about, again, you're not necessarily committing, but I'd say I'd encourage you to reach out to some of these organizations and and have a conversation. Uh, folks like uh, Out of Gamey County Mentoring Program or Big Brothers and Big Sisters have great mentoring programs. Even the school districts, uh, Appleton Area School District has a mentoring program as well as some of the other area school districts for, for where you live. Don't You're not necessarily committing. Just reach out and talk about what it could look like, what it could be, and and uh, find out the difference you could make. I love that. Something to consider. And I think we're going to have some of those uh, mentoring organizations join us in in January to speak to awesome. uh, the relationships that are built, the memories that are, are created, and the impacts that are yeah. seen for those kids. One of one of my best friends, one of my personal best friends, is a, um, a big for big brothers and big sisters. And man, he just, he's always talking about the things that they've done and that, that relationship. And, and, and when I see it from my friend who's volunteering, I can only imagine the impact it has on this now high school boy who he started um, mentoring when I think he was like seven or eight. So watching watching that that kid grow and, and being a part of that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, there's more where that came from. We're going to take a short break when we come back. A few other volunteering opportunities that are out there with Volunteer Fox Cities. Don't go away. All right, still time for a few more volunteer opportunities. Brad Creighton is here uh, with Volunteer Funk City. So, Brad, take it away. What else do you have for us as we kickstart 2024? So I've got two new opportunities here that are hot off the presses. 
Um, the second one we'll talk to wasn't even published yet, but will be by the time, uh, should be by the time we're done uh, Excellent. with our conversation here. First, uh, if you, uh, if any of you listeners are veterans, um, Theta Care at Home is, uh, it's a hospi- hospice service out of uh, Theta Care, uh, and they're looking for specifically veterans to volunteer, and they've got uh, a good number of tasks uh, that you can do as a veteran. Um, one for companionship and care, mm-hmm. uh, because of that brother and sisterhood that I know veterans have. Um, they've got a couple of their patients that are just looking for that kind of a connection with a, a, a another veteran. Um, they're looking for recognition and support, so help with um, what, what can we do to better recognize our service people um, as they're reaching their end stages of life? And then they do have some admin and clerical tasks as well. Uh, so um, this is one like we were talking about before that uh, they are very flexible uh, based on your schedule and the schedule of the person you would, would be visiting. So um, if you have a little bit of time and you're you're a veteran and, and would love to do that, uh, Theta Care at Home would be a great place, I think, to, to volunteer. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, there's not many people who understand those scenarios. So no. someone who is a veteran and understands, I think that's that's really important. Absolutely. We have about a minute here, Brad. So okay. what else do we have? Really quick. Uh, this is the hot off the presses one. Uh, mm-hmm. Our friends at Jake's Network of Hope uh, mm-hmm. over in Nina uh, just uh, are looking for front desk volunteers. Mm-hmm. So friendly faces to greet uh, folks as they come in, help them get them checked in, fill out paperwork, uh, point them in the correct direction. They have opportunities in the mornings and in the afternoons on Mondays through Thursdays. So uh, these and all of them as well can always be found on our website, volunteerfoxcities.org. Click volunteering up at the top there and then click volunteer opportunities and it'll take you right to where you need to go. Excellent. And get the very latest every other Wednesday when Volunteer Fox Cities joins me here on Focus Fox Valley. We love these segments and some nonprofits are also going to join us throughout the year uh, with their, their specific needs too. So I'm looking forward to another year of conversations, Brad. So thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Haley. Really appreciate it. And uh, everyone listening as well. All right. We'll take a break and let you know what we're working on for your Thursday. Is that what the date is tomorrow? Yes. Tomorrow is Thursday. We'll tell you what we're doing then.